Hello everyone and welcome to episode 180 of Korea Podcast. Our today's guest is Mr. Rudy Parfait. He's the art director at Blur Studio and freelance environment concept artist from Paris, France. Now, with that quick introduction out of the way, I'd just like to quickly mention that in the caption section of the podcast, you can see in the four contact section, you can see the link, the ID to his Instagram and also the link to his art station profile. So if you wanted to check out more of his stuff, you know, you can go ahead and check it out as well. And of course, on, if you're on YouTube, you're all seeing a bunch of stuff of his, you know, in the top above us. And yes, with that quick introduction out of the way, let's jump into the first signature question of the podcast. But before we do that, how are we doing today? Everything is all right. <laughs> nice to see you. Nice to meet you, Ram Team. And uh, happy to be here. And uh, let's talk about everything. All right. Awesome. So let's start with the original question I ask everyone, which is give us a little introduction on how we got into the world of visual arts and design and just the whole story in general. Like basically what was this, what is the story behind the fact that basically what was the moment that made you realize that, oh, I want to become an artist, you know what I mean? What was, where did <laughs> the ground zero of your journey start, you know? Yeah, I see, I see. Uh, this is a really easy question uh, because... When you say, like, what brings me to where I am uh, today is the movie of uh, Miyazaki, <laughs> for Corso, which is like, uh, the movie. when I saw it, I said, okay, I want to do animation. Okay, this is what I want to do. I want to do movie, I want to do animation. This is, I know now the way, because, you know, parents wanted to do, hey, you should do architecture, uh comics book is is not gonna pay well blah 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 but uh when i saw animation i said okay and that this is the, the path that i should uh follow and what is the name so, of the movie again you mentioned uh, uh poco rosso you know oh, the, I the, think, uh, yes. the, the the movie with the pig and the red uh plane i think i've saw like bits of it but i haven't saw like oh Oh yeah, you I saw think it. it's for like, sure. Oh, you yeah. saw it. You saw it. So that I'll, I'll watch it later. Like, <laughs> I know what it is, but I haven't watched it yet. <laughs> <laughs> People are gonna be mad if you don't if you didn't watch it yet. So yes, I will watch it right <laughs> after this podcast. So no worries about that. Um, so really great movie and got me inspired and yeah, make me understand that okay, this is possible to go that way. So of course I did like everybody, you know, go to school trying to find the right path, finding some obstacle uh, on that for sure, um, and then started um, on a video game studio. After I had like um, an animation degree, two D animation degree, uh, but I wasn't animating at all. Like I was doing everything else except animating like the characters we learned how to animate characters but i was into background into environment i was doing like the composition on after effect making making the palm tree move uh and i was really enjoying that and i found my place in, in school because nobody was doing that so it was oh damn that's crazy i want to work with you because uh we are doing the character. Everybody, everybody wants to do characters, but no one really enjoy doing the compositing, the, the environment. So uh, this is the way that I uh, that I that, that I took, and I really enjoy it. And today, yeah, I'm like focusing on environments. So 
that's a resume of my of how I started. All right, awesome. And by the way, when you watched Porcaroso, like you know, do you remember how old were you when that happened? That you know made you realize I want more and become an artist. Like, yeah, I think I was like according to where I was living at the time, still Paris, but not the same area. Uh, I think I was something like ten, something like ten, I guess. People who know when the movie came out gonna be mad at me if I'm, I'm wrong, but <laughs> I think I was ten, like some, yeah, something like that. Uh, but I also, <clears throat> also, um, there is a famous um, uh, uh, channel in 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 France, which which is called Game One, which is like the first gaming uh, TV channel. So with our generation, it was crazy, you know. Because our parents didn't want us to play video game like Super Nintendo or something like that. It was forbidden at home. <laughs> but now I'm working video games, so that's the, the funniest thing. And um, there is like um, they they had like a a, a, a show called uh, uh, Making Off, and they actually uh, went into into studio. And filmed every people in the video game studio. So they were like, is, is it, they went to Ubisoft and, and and Naughty Dog at the time, by the way, <laughs> Naughty Dog. So it was really, really uh, back in the day. But and they were showing like, okay, he's doing character design, he's doing character animation, he's doing technical stuff, and I was like, oh, I want to be that guy, I want to be that guy, I want to be that. Guy. So and and. Uh, really make me understand okay what is that is happening into the into into studio and the place that i could have there and um there was a big sentence that i never forget forgot from a, a guy called uh, lon lenning lon lenning uh he's kind of famous into the video game industry i don't know if he's famous anymore but he was at the time and he was showing his house, like crazy house, fancy. Like he was art art director on the on the on on this video game. I forgot the name, but maybe I remember later. Um, and he was saying, "You need to, you don't. It's not enough to just uh, have idea or think about the project. You need to be a vision visioner. Like you need to see really really far." Uh, to make it happen, and never forget that. Like it kind of become my my creed. I would say, yeah. Um, so I was, uh, every time I, I was thinking, okay, uh, I want to do walk on the Pocaroso movie, maybe. No, I want to do my own movie. I want to to people to feel <laughs> the same excitement. That I had when looking at that at that movie, I want to have my own company because Lauren Lenning was saying it's not enough to just have one idea. You need to think first. All right, and so here's the thing that that's actually was such an interesting story because I kind of remember when I was a kid as well. Like you know, 
uh, back in Iran, like everyone had like satellite dishes, you know, on the roof of their, you know, houses. And by the way, like, you know, for any, like my Iranian audience, you know, knows and remembers well to even to this state that it's considered illegal and the government is always on the crackdown to, you know, uh, fine people or they just randomly go on people's roofs and just take them down like satellite dishes. Because, yeah. you know, you could watch BBC News, you could watch, you know, like, you know, <laughs> yeah, I see. like American and European, like, you know, um, news and, you know, a dictatorship like Iran doesn't want that. But that's far from the point. But let me just say something. I remember we also had a satellite dish as well when I was a kid. All right. So and I actually kind of remember game one channel as well, the gaming channel, which oh, really? you know, showed trailers. Yeah, I, I remember little bits of pieces. And there was another channel we, I used to watch a lot, you know, me, we used to watch, like, it was, I think, Super RTL, I think it was a German cartoon channel. Uh, and, I don't know that I, one, but... Yeah, I used to watch Spongebob, the German dubbed, and I just get weird, kind of, I learned about German when I was a kid. But yeah, I remember actually game one now that you mention it, and yeah, because I was like, wait, that's kind of like, you know, familiar. And, and that's such an interesting thing, you know, and... Like, yeah, I mean, of course, parents will object to the fact that you want to go to video games because, I mean, right now, if you, if you, if a kid tells their parents, like, now they're relatively like millennial parents, if I want to become a pro gamer or I want to work in gaming, so they wouldn't say no, you know, if they see the talent because they know, like, like a really low level, like Fortnite tournament, like, is like $27,000, you know, for a prize, you know, if a fifth place, you know, you know, you can make a lot of money playing Fortnite, man. I don't know about you. Yeah. How people, that, that, okay, yeah. this is uh, there is real job, there is yeah. WT, so yeah, they're not afraid anymore. Yeah, and but at the time, like you know, of course, I mean, parents would object, like you know, no, it's not a good job. Our teachers will say, no, you won't become anything. You need to good university degree, good grades, and stuff like that. You know, like you make your portfolio and CV, and you should apply to this blah 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 blah. And but yeah, that's actually like you know such a weird generational gap, like between you know your generation. I mean, I'm actually, I think I would consider myself the last little end of the your same generation when it comes to, like, you know, living in the game era and stuff like that. And, um, but right now it's way different. And for example, for me personally, like, I knew since I was like four or five, I wanted to play, make video games, but like, I don't want to, I want to tell us, I don't want to tell like a sad story, but, you know, anytime, you know, that would, you know, come up um like you know someone will say oh no you need to learn math you need to learn you be you should be a god of computer science to become of that yeah. and those <laughs> by the way those are the supportive ones but mm. they would say that in a way that's to kind of like you know dishearten me kind of in a way like yeah. uh or like basically that was never an option in my mind even in my subconscious yeah. so i never considered it till like you know a couple of years ago that okay i want to do art i don't care even if i go homeless doing it i just want to do it you know because i was absolutely miserable i dropped out of university and yeah i i actually by the way like true story actually for for a time when i dropped out of university i started working as a waiter at a cafe like not that there's anything wrong with being a waiter but like i was so dead serious to actually for focusing on just trying to be an artist and at the time i didn't even know what my niche was i just knew i just wanted to do art you know yeah and uh you're your story is like I I I have met some people that have the same story. I have friends that have the same story. I have also friends that were in school with me, but that are not anymore into the industry. But they were skilled at the time. So, but you know, 
it's because life, responsibility, your situation with the family and stuff like that is uh, is uh, have a big influence on that. Uh, but you know, you said that you really uh, you started to really think about it uh, seriously uh, a bit uh, late uh, compared to like. Me, I was like dead serious at, at 10, you know, uh, even if I have no vision of, of it. But uh, that that's some when I when I uh, meet people that I I don't know, I like to push them and ex- and give them advices or information that there is money, there is work, there is stability. Uh, even like 10 years ago, it was already stable really stable in and i'm talking about in france because in us and canada it was already working really well already but in france it was like um, um mysterious like you don't know exactly okay there is ubisoft there is this big studio that's big studio but we now there are a lot of small studio that are making millions of money and uh the work is cool there but uh, people didn't know that. Now they start. They start to know, and I yeah, I, I like to say, okay, you're starting. Aim for that studio, so you have the experiences. You understand how things work, and uh, you can um, start building a uh, life according to where you are right now. If you need stability, to I don't know, you need an apartment because your parents living in the south of France. Uh, don't be afraid. Ubisoft is not, and I'm using Ubisoft, but sorry, <laughs> but so people understand that uh, Ubisoft is big studio. But if they say no, it's not the only way, you know. Uh, there is also a way, and you know, later they're gonna call you. <laughs> yeah, of course, especially a lot of those, you know, big studios like Ubisoft, Bethesda, like you know, Activision. They like if you go to their hiring, like you know, in their in the websites of those, you know, companies. If you go to their hiring section. Mm. They might, you know, post a position that they might need, actually legit. But most of the times they just say, oh, just uh, send us your profile and email and what position we'll put it in our database. And maybe, you know, a year or two years later, we might need your position. We'll call you. Know, it's yeah. kind of like that in those companies. But I yeah. mean, of course, you have like a coach or an art, art instructor that is like, you know, basically, you know, art professor who is also working there and you show outstanding work. That's also a good way to get into those companies as of well. Of course. Like, there's course. Low, so many ways, but in the, in the end, I think, you know, just the work that you do from your heart is always, you know, has different quality than, you know, your other peers. I think my bliss is just focus on your art and just, um, yeah, just keep an open mind, focus on your work, and the quality will, you know, eventually improve and you'll catch some eyes. Yeah, yeah, true, true, true. And, uh, uh, yeah, do you want to add anything to that? No, that just remind me, you, you're making me, like, back, go back in my memories about that. Oh. <laughs> because I remember now when I had to, I decided to call Ubisoft. I was like, you not mature at all. And I was calling to, to do an internship, you know. Was this like that you go out of school or you are in school, do you need internship in studio to learn to, you know, have credibilities or stuff like that? And I, I had to call them by phone because it was like that back in the day. 
it was waiting like <laughs> just calling someone when you are like 16 is like really difficult sometimes i mean for me it was really difficult because i was i was really shy I call them and they say, okay, yeah, we, we are not looking for anybody. So they, anyway, they say no. So I was like, okay, I was really sad. <laughs> But uh, uh, I was not ready because like 10 years later, I have like the degree, I make some internship on other studio, I had a job on, on another mobile studio. And then they call me. So I was like, okay, the, the wheel is turning, you know, so, but I wasn't ready I, 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 for sure. So I understand <laughs> if I was at their place right now, uh, I will not hire me at the time, you know, even as, as an intern, it was not making sense at all. Um, and um, a, a, a lot of things that I did when I was uh, in, a, in a mobile game studio, I was I was doing recruiting, I was uh, teaching people uh, our direction and, you know, all the interview with the interns and even the artists. So uh, when I say I understand why they didn't hire me or why some people are not hired, I really understand because I was in the place for like many years. So. All right, interesting. And... Um... All right, so we kind of like you know briefly you know covered you know how it all started and stuff like that. But now I want to kind of you know get a little bit deeper into like you know what is your main branch of design that you're focusing on right now, and tell us about your experience from the start of it until now. I mean, of course, in the introduction I mentioned you're an art director at Belar City and also a freelance, of course. And you also mentioned in the previous like segment that you're you're working on environments and backgrounds and stuff like that. But now explain to us like a little bit more in depth, in depth and specifically, what do you exactly do professionally right now? Okay. <clears throat> So my main uh, task is uh, uh, my painting uh, for environments. Uh, this is my main task, designing environment, uh, painting environment. And today there is a, a load of, uh, of projects that need painted environment, stylized environment. Um, so this is my main task. So when people call me, Is because they are, are interested uh, into that part. Um, but also, I'm doing our direction, you know, because when I go on a project, I like to uh, have a view on everything uh, because my main goal is the result. All that matter is the result at the end. Even if, okay, they call me to do background, cool, amazing shot, uh, but I end up also doing a uh, little texture on the work or, or managing the layout of the scene uh, with 3D asset, uh, I'm, I'm cool with it because what I want is to pro the, the, the result to be amazing. People uh, really connect with it. And uh, like, and we go back to the Pokeros movie. Like you need to <laughs> get that emotion, but it's a teamwork. And understand that. So, um, uh, for example, on the Valorant project with uh, Blur, uh, so of course I was doing my painting, but I was also getting uh, working with the the 3D team and composing compositing team. 
giving them advices or direction. Uh, and uh, I also did the core script there. Uh, makes sense when you are directing to do the core script, if you have time to do it, of course, you can work with someone who is doing that f uh, full time. Uh, but usually you can also do it because you have the vision uh, of what you want or where it, the, the thing is going. Okay, the red light there, blue light there, yellow light. Okay, we're going to compose that like that. So um, you you really uh, have a clear view of that. So of course you can talk with people and say, yeah, we, maybe we should go that direction. Maybe we should move that that light there. Uh, this doesn't work really well. Uh, this is looking amazing already. So, um, so this is the main thing I'm doing. Matte painting, uh, art direction, and everything related with environment. <laughs> um, I'm not talking about touching about character, but um, I hope, yeah, hopefully I'm always surrounded by really good character artists. So <laughs> I never had any issue with that yet. All right, awesome. All right, let me turn off my AC again. <laughs> uh, yeah, because here's the thing for anyone who's listening, because the weather has gotten so hot that, you know, whenever he, he's answering, I'm muting my mic and I'm turning on my AC. And when oh, I'm okay. speaking, I'm turning you off back again. Uh, you know, uh, what, what I would do it. for the podcast, you guys wouldn't know. <laughs> right. Keep it on, keep it on, it's okay. <laughs> no, it's fine. Uh, so here's the thing. Actually, a couple of times I nearly had a heart attack because my I think there was some connection issues on my side. And yeah, there was like some lags even in the beginning, but now it's good. Now it's fine. So yeah, oh, hopefully, okay, okay. hopefully yeah. everything goes smooth. I have a smooth sailing. But speaking of, you know, some of uh, the environments stuff, I actually, you know, on our session, you know, two of the franchises you kind of really worked on with, one of them was, you know, for the, I think the trailer for Rampart for Apex Legends, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, so, yeah. First, tell us tell us the whole story behind that. You know how we got to work with you know, respawn and you know, working on that, and what do you know about the character, and also if you play Apex Legends as well, who do you main? You know all that stuff. Now, tell us everything. You know, spill spill everything. I think everything is, is, is starting by I'm a big fan of Apex Legend, so everything starts there. So I was playing since I'm playing Apex since since day one. So uh, with friends, we spend like, we have so many hours on that game. So it's like a crime. So uh, so one of my friends with um, uh, who I'm playing, uh, he, he, he left the, the studio where, where I was and started freelancing. And he got contacted by Passion Picture, by this uh, uh, art, um, director called uh, Matt Brony. He was, he was doing like 2D energetic uh, trailers uh, with passion pictures to work on an Apex Legends out, Outland like stories. So we were like, what? This is crazy. Because we are big fans. And uh, the best part is to know before everybody the character. You know, <laughs> see the design of the character, the story behind the characters before the release. So that's that's the best part when you are a fan of something. Um, and um, so, of course, I was like, "Hey, if there is anything I can do, let let him know that I'm there." 
So he started. He, do, he did a really great background for 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 the, the director for the project, and um, later the the director came back and said, "Hey, we need another you know backplate background of the city. Are you still available?" He said, "No, but I have another friend." I say, "Yes, let's go." So um, this, I I knew it wasn't like the biggest environment. Like I can brag about it and. Be, be really proud, but I knew that it was a, a step in uh, the, the passion picture and a step in that kind of uh, a project. And it was a fun, so it was really fun to work on it anyway. Uh, um, so this is how I started uh, working on, on, on Apex Legend trailer with passion picture. Um, and the trailer was the one with uh, crypto. So crypto is like I think it's like the third, third new player, like um, new character. So Ramper. So of course, when they everything went well. So when Matt Bernie had another project, he said, "Hey, I'm on. I'm calling those two guys." And my friend wasn't available, so I say, "Hey, I wasn't available," but I say. I am available, <laughs> even if I wasn't. So yeah, this this uh, this is how, how I end up working on that, and uh, really, I really had a lot of fun uh, because Rampart is a really cool character. And yeah, that time was crazy because I had like already another project uh, with uh, Quantic Dream. Uh, I shouldn't say that because nobody knows that I was doing two, <laughs> two jobs at the same time. But I was pretty confident uh, in, and they were cool because the schedule was adapted to my time and we kind of negotiated like, hey, uh, if we do one background a week or two background a week, is, is it okay? So I was working after our uh, uh, to fulfill that and uh, well, Really, really well. Yeah. The I can I can say some maybe maybe it's interesting to say that, but the cool thing on that one is that um, so you need to know that for this kind of project uh, there is two big steps. There is the first step to the studio need to uh, win the project, so they get a pitch. Okay, so they are trying to selling a pitch to to uh, respond with artworks. So the studio say, hey, the director say, we're gonna do that, with that style, with that mood. And they usually bring one uh, concept art just to uh, spicing it up. Uh, when they got it, they start production really quickly. And so, so Respond wanted a design for the run part place. And uh, I did it. So of, and so they say, okay, that's perfect. Respond say we want that design, but they wanted a style a bit more painted. So we work with another guy to do that uh, too. Uh, and uh, but I say, hey, uh, if there is, I want to do the background of the animation. So he said, yeah, no, no problem. Sure, uh, if you're available, let's go. I wasn't available, but <laughs> I wanted to be on it. So, uh, and it was more easy because I did the design. So I knew the environment really well. So everything was kind of uh, really smooth for me. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's 
the part of the story about it. All right, awesome. And speaking of Apex, actually, it was, yeah, it was also my first ever like battle royale I played. Like I played since the first week, and mm. I remember I also got hooked on it. Like I think it was back in 2019, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> and I started like playing, like you know, r- ridiculously. And I remember. I'd then at the time, you know, you, do you remember season two when right before season two enrolled at the end of season one, they started like dinosaurs started appearing in the map, like, you know, different stuff. Of like, course, of course I remember. <laughs> I love these little details about storytelling in the game, like that ninja map, like that was amazing. And mm. my main was, of course, Pathfinder because one, he was a, was like a cool robot. I like robots and makes and all that shit, this stuff. And he had like a nice personality and like he yeah. was like killer robot, but friendly like he like his friendly module was on like basically. Mm. And my second main was Octane, and the two reasons, yeah. and I think you can tell that I <laughs> love heroes with mobility. Basically, just yeah. move around, jump around, like you know stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. I'm I'm not a good shooter. I just wait around. I, I know I'm a dirty camper, like I'm assuming. Like you know, I know you probably hate those type of players. <laughs> I get it, but that was my but, only tactic to win. I'm I'm not a good shooter, honestly. But if you're not a good shooter and a camper, I mean, uh, Octane and Pathfinder are not the player for that. <laughs> you know, I'm not the character I know, for not, that. But... They are like getting into action. So. Oh, I was yeah, playing. Exactly. I, I, like, I, 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 and stuff like that. Yeah, I was. I was playing. I mean, my main is Watson, so uh, I was playing every character, but not Octane, not Pathfinder, because I'm not a good shooter. And with them, you have to go and win a uh, fight with someone. And I was always losing. But the 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 strategy that you can bring with other character skill is uh, really amazing. So. I find the, the 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 good a good balance uh, in that game um, compared to uh, player on the battleground. So everybody everybody was playing that game before, <laughs> but I hated that game. Like was so uh, difficult for me. <laughs> like you walk for half an hour, you got poof, one bullet in your head yeah, by yeah. a sniper on a hill, like. Damn, so <laughs> that was my life on on uh, play on the battleground. So yeah. yeah, are you still uh, playing? No, I'm not. I deleted all the like basically. <laughs> I deleted all You're the right. battle royals I thing. had. Yeah, because I the only game. Listen, the only the only two games I still have right now on my computer are, is Fallout Four and yeah. Phasmophobia. And for multiplayer, mm. it's Phasmophobia for single Fallout 4, which I actually, I, I might delete both of them because I don't find it fun anymore. But uh, yeah, about like, you know, I think even in PUBG, actually, I, I the only PUBG I played was PUBG Mobile. And the, my only strat was just get on cars and run people over, that's it. I was <laughs> fighting, and that was so effective, actually. But let's segue into the next project I want to talk about. This is the work you did on the like the fourth act of Cinematic of Valorant. It's Phoenix. It's your profile picture on Art Station of Phoenix. It's you worked on some of the backgrounds for that kind of animation. So tell us the story of that as well. And also, if you played Valorant or stuff like that, you know the whole dream. So. I think, as uh, many artists, I was like a big fan of the of the art direction of Valorant, 
uh, that Ray bring to the to the character development, and also the the cinematics. Uh, so the first, the episode one, the episode two, well, they are still amazing, uh, to be honest. Um, so I got contacted. I sleep, simply got contacted by Blur, by the CG supervisor uh, at Blur uh, on on, for, on that project. So just send me a really short mail, and uh, here is an advice: when you receive mail for work the more the mail is short the better it is <laughs> when you have like really huge mail explaining everything telling doesn't smell good it's, it's an advice because yeah people that that studio that have money they just send a short mail like are you available to work on that end of dot and, and you answer yes or no but yeah so that's that's an advice so keep that in mind I can just let me know if you experience that <laughs> um, so they call me but um, uh, they call me because of the previous project that I have uh, worked uh, with uh, Passion Picture and I did a bunch of background I brought people with uh, to work friends to work with me uh, uh, and uh, the project looked pretty cool so it's it just uh, the timing the timing was was perfect so um, the timing was perfect they called me I was available I wasn't I was yeah I was available I I just uh, shared the previous project that was fitting exactly with what they needed and they were looking for people to do uh, matte painting in uh, style, stylized because they are, they are building a, a, a team for more stylized stuff uh, because at Blur they are really known for really uh, realistic or hyper-realistic uh, stuff and they are really really amazing uh, at that, at that, um, uh, but for uh, stylized stuff, they don't have like teams. They don't have the, the pipeline, so they start building the pipeline with the, the Valorant project, and they have amazing tool, so <laughs> amazing artists. So uh, that's how I get in. Uh, do you want to know more, or do you have a question to push it for me? I want to know more. <laughs> okay. Um, so I just did. Um, so I was really excited, you know, because it's it's a Burr studio, really uh, well-known studio, really uh, skilled uh, studio and artist over there. So, and I think my excitement, I uh, I communicated my excitement when I was there, because as I told you earlier. I like to look at everything. So when I was there, I was doing my painting. I was like, hey, uh, what is that? What is, oh, oh, you are trying to do that. Maybe I can help. Or maybe I can show you how to, to do that texture. Or paint. And <laughs> and the artist was like, oh, yeah, great. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Oh, that's amazing. So it was really, um, there was a really good synergy with the team over there. And uh, so on the when they got the next project, 
next variant uh, episode so uh episode five uh which is uh just out so not a marker for you yet because he, he went out on the 20th of june um they told me like hey we want you to be there from the beginning to the end this time so uh as our director I was like okay <laughs> Let, let's do it so um, i guess if i have an advice is that Depend on what you want, of course, your character and stuff like that. It's a, you. It's a long path, but um, uh, to grow into a team, or you, it's important to have the full view, to be interested in the full view, and uh, to bring a little bit more of what you're supposed to do. Uh, so, and usually, they see that. So just see that and say, okay, so it's good. We want to keep it because they are, they are all, all, every studio, every project like to uh, work with uh, uh, people that do the job and, and, and they want to keep the, 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 the talent, I would say. I'm not saying that I'm a talent, but this is how they call people, uh, good artists over there, talent. So, uh, so yeah. I guess when you're in this industry, you need to break down the step and just do it one at a time, you know? <laughs> All right, awesome. And have you, like, you know, like Apex, have you also tried Valorant as well? Of course, of course. So, yeah, of course, of course. Uh, since I'm, when I'm working on the project, if it's a video game, I'm playing the game, you know? I know some artists that working on games, they don't, try the game even they don't even try it so i'm like Yo, are you crazy you know <laughs> even maybe you are so good you don't really need to you can just watch a video uh it's enough but no i don't like to do that so i need to experience the game understand it and understand what is cool about it what i like what i don't like what can be improved what is perfect about it uh so uh, so yeah the first thing that i, that I did is like installing the game and start playing. So yeah, I'm playing a little bit less at Apex. I'm not gonna lie, but I'm still playing a little bit. Yeah. And of course, if I'm not mistaken, your main is Phoenix, right? Because you have it on conversation, <laughs> of course. You know, I like to, I like to play the character that no one is playing. So <laughs> I don't know. So it's me. So that's why I'm Apex. I'm playing Watson, but. People are playing Watson because she is amazing, but less than, you know, Pathfinder or Octane that are crazy uh, efficient. Uh, so I'm, I'm playing uh, Astra, which is not easy to play. <laughs> she's a complex character hero, actually. Like, she's hard yeah, yeah, yeah. to master. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, so, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like she's one of those like really meta type of agents that it's so hard to actually like grasp the mechanics of it. And um, yeah, yeah. yeah, actually, for me, as I said, I'm not a good shooter, but like, I, I, listen, in shooters, I have two moves, all right? Either I'm going gung-ho, guns blazing in and I just die fast and probably kill someone and just able to <laughs> pray and spray a lot. So my first agent that I was meaning was Phoenix because I would just go blind and just go do my ult and just go in without, you know, losing anything. Mm. But my actual main, like after for long, longest time I played was Killjoy. 
because mm. you can actually play chess with Killjoy in that game. It turns it, it yeah, doesn't yeah. turn into Valorant. It's become it becomes chess at that point. Yeah, where you yeah. put your turrets, your grenades, your all your stuff. Like you know, you can just not shoot at all. You just just buy have your your use your classic the whole round, but you just use your utils. Well, <laughs> I actually kind of enjoy that. Like. Yeah, but a lot of people don't really like that. They're like, oh, you're camping. You're... I mean, it's a sentinel. A sentinel is supposed to defend. Of course, I'm going to camp. Like, yeah, what yeah, the hell? yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like that kind of uh, uh, gameplay too. Uh, I guess because I'm not a really amazing shooter. So so I like characters that, you know, have skill, that balance that, and more strategic than uh, pure skill. A good way to ask people like about their psychology of like how would they tackle a problem is in those in these type of games is this. Imagine a flat world, all right? Like imagine just a flat a flat place, all right, in a wasteland or something, all right? And there's a home there, all right? There's a house there, right? And that is your house. And there's you know, just just a normal house, nothing special about it. And a group of raiders are going to kill you, all right? So mm-hmm. here's the thing. There are many ways to get rid of them. Now for example, someone might say, all right, I'm going to get my gun and just try to shoot them and, blo- and you know, just uh, mm. dodge and wait. you know. Those are the type of players that would be probably usually, like, you know, pray a little bit more aggressively. There are people who probably like, oh, I'm just going to try to talk to them, which, you know, um, <laughs> there's an option. And there are other people like me who are like, I'm not going to make a sound. I'm just going to set up traps and just hide in the house and let them come in, <laughs> you know, that type of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Hide into the, between the beams on yeah, top exactly. of them. Early <laughs> on. <laughs> yeah, but right. choose that uh, that uh, make that choice that choice too. Yeah. So what what would you do in that scenario? I w- I, I will not go. You know, open the door, um, kick the door, and start shooting. <laughs> you know, I will not do that. Yeah, no, 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 no. It's not smart. So. I will maybe set up traps and try to bamboozle them, you know, like we said. <laughs> Speaking of bamboozle, one of my favorite characters in Apex was Mirage, actually. I love Mirage, the personality of it. It's, it looks like uh, it's, it's you, you love it or you hate it. Like, one of my best friends is like, hate it so much, he didn't even bought it in the game. <laughs> so you have all the character, but his mirage is still locked. Oh god! Because he ate it so much, so we like to make fun of that. But yeah, yeah. And all right. Now speaking of like you know your two pieces and you know you work on with respawn right now. And one mention and ask a really important question, which is. How does your design process usually go anytime you want to start working on a new project? And like, what I mean by that, basically, what's the structure of your pipeline really look like? You know, what major steps you take anytime you want to work on it, like in a project, basically? Mm-hmm. Um, of course, it depends on the task, of course. Um, but yeah, if we, if, if, let's talk about environment. Um, of course, we, the first step is to understand uh, what is going on, but the full have the full view. Uh, I, so, for example, on a project, maybe you have several environments to do, or maybe you have a, an environment, but you have a set of area to do in the same environment. It's important. It's important to understand uh, uh, the, this this specific situation, but have a three sixty view of that. 
So when designing, uh, you you will uh, reduce the number of feedbacks because you understand the connection between all those all those parts. Uh, uh, so you're gonna uh, easily bring a solution, and uh, the team gonna love you for that. <laughs> They're gonna love you for that. So. Um, So an, an easy an easy uh, example is like you are you are in the, in, in the neon Tokyo street, and you have to to paint one street, and the guy is running in another street. Is it is 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 cool to understand the to have a view of the full scene, so you can design your shot uh, more efficiently. Uh, so of course, like everybody, doing researches, references, making a pure ref uh, ref board. Um, uh, what what I do is like uh, I, I guess every artist are doing that right now. Yeah, you you are you taking like basic reference of the overall environment, and then you uh, step by step you go into details. Uh, in my experiences, I it's easier for me to imagine a big the big picture when I see like a small asset. That's a bit a bit strange, uh, but when I see like I don't know uh, a, a cup or a bowl of rice, I can. It helps, it helps me to make it, I, I grow from that and design the whole market and the whole building. It's, it's not the, uh, the way to go, I would say. It should be the other way around, like you pay the city and then you go smaller. So big, medium, small, we, 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 we heard that already. Um, but I like to do big, medium, small and small, medium, big. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so. Uh, when I have the, all the references, of course we start sketching. But uh, the good the good way to sketch just to sketch for you, uh, not not be stressed by something you're gonna show um, to to the team or to the director or our director uh, to break it down and then make a choice into your, your sketches. Then you choose one or two things that you like, and beam. You, you make it a little bit more presentable, you show it, and then you, the discussion starts. I guess, is that answering the question? Yeah, definitely. Okay, cool. And all right, so before we, of course, started recording, we talked about you know a little bit of our own personal inspirations. And when it came to your inspirations, one of your answers were, one of the projects that you would like to do in the like future if given if there was time then you know of course like you know everything basically all, all the stars that aligned was um <laughs> wanting to make a music video like the one that's right made for die for you for balance i think that yeah. really got you inspired by the way um just a quick note i actually had one of the artists of the music video on the podcast as well javier gonzalez Ah, nice. his username on instagram is saint fox maybe you know him by that name and his work is also amazing shout out to him by the way and so tell us about the whole idea so um, a 
think as artists, we 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 work, we grow, we build our life, we work on personal project. But time to time, we there is this 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 stuff that you know make the the the, the, fl- the flame just blow. You know, again, like wow, okay, I need to to work on my stuff. I need to make that project. I need to so um, the die for you video did that. So like I, I don't I don't know for also people, but it's every three months I stumble on something and say, oh, okay, damn, I need to do that. I need to to do my own stuff like like that. So the die for you video had that uh, effect, I think, on every people, but. Uh, brought me back to when I was at school because we learned how to do that. Of course, the school wasn't the, the best school uh, at all, but they tried to <laughs> teach us how to do that. So I was like, why did that stop working on a project like that? Out of, I, I know the answer, of course, because I was going into video game. At that time, video game in France was uh, more interesting uh, than uh, animation uh, movie studio. Uh, from my point of view, maybe, uh, now they are both uh, at the same level, I think. Um, so yeah, I always dream to do a music video because this is, I'm all listening a lot of music and, and I really enjoy the, the, you know, the, the video, like, they are telling a story in three minutes. They are bringing you into uh, a universe in three minutes with the the music. You get the mood, and at the first second, and um, I think this format is amazing to 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 make you feel a lot of stuff. So um, so this is something I always dream about doing, but. Uh, like the Die For You video, it's like the music is amazing and works really, really well with the images. So, and really connected to the images. So, um, uh, and there is a bit of story into it. So abstract, a bit of story. And even if you look at it without the music, you understand a bit what is going on. And if you're listening to the music, you get the, the lyrics and you say, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a <laughs> bit motivating. So uh, on my own, like right now, I'm trying to really f- stay focused on that kind of project um, to make it happen because a few months ago, a friend called uh, Andrew Ariza, Andres Ariza, but you will find it on uh, on the on the social media by the name Andrew Ariza, uh, which is a character artist and at uh, Santa Monica Studio on uh, on God of War. Uh, so we worked together for like one year, so we became best friend. Um, he's not like me. He's look like he have a lot of idea, but he's doing it. <laughs> I have a lot of idea, but they stay as idea most of the time. So he told me, I'm like that. I'm just doing. And when I think about something, I'm just doing it. So I say, damn, I need to change my, my way of thinking and start doing what I have in mind because um, we'll see if I have something interesting to propose, you know? Because <laughs> when you have ideas, it's like, yeah, my idea is the best. It's, it's going to be amazing. I'm going to do it in like 
two weeks, three weeks, but it's not like that when you really start. So um, I'm right now I'm trying to start writing a little story and connecting with people that are doing, you know, music uh, professionally, like, so I can own the, the have the right to use the, 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 the music itself. So, uh, yeah, this is the project I try to focus on instead of going all the way. Oh, I'm going to do a, video, a small video game. I'm going to do a small, uh, I don't know, NFT project collection. I'm going to do, uh, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, it's... Um, I think I'm getting mature enough now to stay focused on one thing, like saying no to some project to have free time instead of taking everything like, oh, this project is cool. Oh, this project might be interesting. So yeah, 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 yes. And I end up with four projects at, at, at the same time and uh, not sleeping. My wife uh, want to leave me and stuff like that. <laughs> you know, so yeah. Good balance and uh, patience, patience, patience. Awesome. And please, for the love of God, don't tell me you haven't watched the rest of the Riot music videos. Because the League of Legends music videos, they, like, did you watch, please, tell me you watched them, right? I, no, I didn't watch them. <gasps> okay. Like, really? I thought, are you saying that there is... M- like a show or oh my god listen i a surprise for you no 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 have did you watch the kda one music video from 2018 the 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 first one yeah and the second one yes yes and the giants one oh no i I think i i I had to yeah i think i'll send a link for you if you want like listen those giants one the the original kda one yeah just like you know even i would say even some it might change your opinion like you know in their in your rankings of you know which music video is the best way to produce <laughs> even compared to you know die for you like giant one was both artistically in terms of like both visual aesthetic and also um the music aspect of it just just i, I don't know how, like i'm actually like legit i'm not i'm not pretending i'm actually at loss of words on how to describe it it was it was awesome yeah let's just say mm. that right I'll send you the link, by the way. Just don't worry. You know, after this, I'll send you the link to it. So yeah, you know, you know, you see how you uh, react to it. Yeah. Just talking about it. That's yeah. what I want to, yeah. to to share with people. You know, like oh, yeah, people awesome. say, oh, they don't have word. <laughs> they don't have the word. They say, damn, it's amazing. Oh, I'm gonna drop my my stylus. I'm gonna start doing something else. Right now, thing, you know, so um, damn it, because here's the thing thank you so much for actually reminding this. Because I have like two main personal IPs, and one of them mm-hmm. I've kind of like you know carved it out a bit in the past, like you know, a couple of months. Mm-hmm. And one of them is uh, like could actually like I'm kind of excited, like after this podcast, I want to start working on, on it a bit, like even a little steps. <laughs> Basically, it's like it. I'm just going to keep it short. It's basically like a racing setting in like an outback, you know, desert canyony planet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like it's a sci-fi setting, but it's kind of post-apocalyptic Western sci-fi, if mm-hmm. you know what I mean. But it's kind of racing and fun. It's, it's like if you could 
put the character and essence of the race from Valorant into an environment. Rampart mm-hmm. and raising into an environment. You know what I mean? It's it's, yeah. it's post-apocalyptic, but it's not a sad post-apocalyptic. You know, it's a colorful yeah. and cheery post-apocalyptic, you know? And I know there's been, you know, some iterations of that certain genre being done in media, like in uh, the DLC of Far Cry 5, and there was, like, you know, some DLCs in uh, Fallout 5 as well, and just in general mm-hmm. in media, not just them. Um, like, I, like, I'm aware of, the, like, how this thing is, but I have a concoction of mix of genres in my head that I just want to make him into a fun racing franchise like you know i like it's weird i personally hate driving it's such a I, I, <laughs> irony i hate driving but i love racing games which is so weird yeah, yeah. and uh, because i guess in racing games when you hit someone you don't have to pay anything or you don't actually kill someone but in real life you get so nervous <laughs> that i just rather take a taxi <laughs> and, but that's beside the point but another franchise actually that i highly recommend you i will actually send all this stuff you as well and but i'm just saying it right now so if to anyone who's listening and might be interested they can check it out i think there was a 2d animated movie that was produced like 10 years ago called red line and it's actually, oh yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, oh you know that yeah yeah uh, i mean <laughs> in terms of, and to listen to anyone who's listening, of course of course in terms of 2d animation yeah it's crazy it's, it's crazy. so Amazing. underrated it's so underrated yeah. that's yeah crazy yeah thing. it's underrated yeah yeah true uh yeah redline is amazing and you know you talked about cars i wasn't into cars at all like before uh the end of last years last year uh because i had to work on a project and they were they had this idea of uh, car racing you know new tokyo futuristic world so i start getting into cars studying it watching stuff and it's really exciting to be honest <laughs> because i don't i'm not a fan of car like i don't know the name of the car i don't know which was it the collection i don't know that but i really enjoy uh watching uh car rolling through the city like tunic tuned car rolling through the city like this piece of art uh, to be honest, uh, I might say, sound sound goofy, but no, it doesn't. Uh, uh, so this is this is also something that I would like to play with, you know. Uh, and I found this artist. Uh, it's called. It's not a real name. It's like four WD something like that, and he's doing like car just rolling at high speed, really really smooth on, on Blender. And I was like, damn, I need to learn how to do that because. This this is give you like the 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 riding you know when you ride and it's really a, a great feeling. So yeah, if I do a short, maybe I'll try to bring that into it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think I'm not sure, but I think I can tell the person you're talking about. I think his I username on Instagram is Vanku Forty or something. He oh makes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, is that? Is that? Yeah, yeah. He's he doing makes, amazing big shit in the sky. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, these shots are really uh, efficient. Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I so like maybe yeah, maybe some people will say, hey, yeah, he's not the best one on doing that. But yeah, you know, I discovered it. That's why I, I told you I'm, I'm new <laughs> into the car universe. So, um, so I discovered it. I say, okay, damn, I need to uh, use it as inspiration f- and try to do like rolling shot 
uh, uh, of car riding at high speed and uh, just to learn how to do it and there is no character you know you but you can uh, get the same feeling so um, we can yeah there, there is another example but I forgot the name of the artist so I'm not gonna talk about it but you might saw it too on Twitter uh, there is one guy that did like the crazy Lamborghini with a uh, um, uh, really stylized drone line uh, I know that um, I, I, I'm gonna find 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 it for yeah. you. It's it's amazing. It's amazing. Really nervous and really crazy. Yeah, and I think honestly, like you know, even there's an interesting point to be made right now with, with, about this that we're talking about. Like I mentioned that you know I really don't enjoy driving, um, <laughs> specifically driving in cities. Like, in, but driving out in the countryside since there's no traffic, it's fine. Like I, in general, mm-hmm. I'm I'm an that, that's like one of my kryptonites. Like basically, one of them is sparring in boxing uh, <laughs> and Muay Thai because I used to do martial arts for a while. Mm-hmm. Sparring, grappling is fine because you can control it well. But in boxing or stuff like that, sparring is the same anxiety I have when it comes to driving because I oh. can't con- because I can't control my power. I don't know how to do that. I'm, okay. I either don't use power or go full force. Like that's the problem, <laughs> and uh, that's the same reason I don't drive at all. I don't like you know. I tried to. I always tried to skip sparring, not because I was afraid of sparring, but it was because I I was mm. an idiot. I actually didn't know how to use my control my power, so usually I didn't do that. But, <laughs> People hate you for that, I guess. <laughs> no, here's the, I know I never actually hit someone that bad, but, but because I knew no. I, I couldn't control. But mm. yeah, I always like pretend. Oh, I have an injury, coach. I can't do that today. Like my shoulder is weird. Like, I can't do that. You know, I was oh. like, oh, okay, you know. <laughs> Because I want to get out of sparring because I legit don't know how to control my striking power because it's hard. You can't go fast, but because force equals mass times acceleration, like you can't. Yeah, yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's yeah, it's training. If you yeah. just train on the on the, the bag, I'm, you know. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. So yeah. I, I um I was doing uh, some uh, Muay Thai too. Oh, yeah. nice! And I, I need to go back to it uh, oh, yeah. before maybe it closes again before because of COVID or stuff like that. So no, I don't think uh, things close <laughs> down again because people are pissed. Actually, like if any any time a government says there's going to currently people want to you know give a crap. Honestly, I think this Ooh. is my opinion. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. No, no, you're right. You're right. I guess you're right. But you know, sometime. Yeah, we we never know. So now yeah, when exactly. I, I see that everything is open, let's enjoy it right now because <laughs> don't take it for so, granted. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, so uh, yeah, I love Muay Thai by the way, and I understand your anxiety of uh, sparring because it is. Uh, uh, but um, um, but um, it's also uh, making you more confident. But not all, only in that uh, uh, situation make you confident in your overall life, you know. So when you walk in the streets, surrounded by people, you are just working straight, you know. You don't look like, okay, yeah, okay. So try to be discreet. You're like more confident because you... Yeah, definitely. You experience more contacts, direct contact with people. And you get used to it a little bit, so you are just more confident, and that's uh, important, I think, uh, in life. 
because yeah, I was really shy. So going through some sparring like that make me yeah, just more confident overall. Awesome. But the reason I kind of mentioned that is because I wanted to point out my anxiety. And even mm-hmm. though I have that anxiety about driving, I love racing games. And the mm-hmm. reason is that I think because um, not just racing games, but just even sometimes there's a reason people like flight simulator games, like, you know, from Microsoft or just it's because in, even in reality, when you drive a car, it kind of, you know, in a sense, is becomes an extension of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if your body, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So when you're actually like, you know, being able to like you know maneuver so quickly you know move fast and freely it, it's kind of empowering you know mm-hmm. and i think that's kind of attractive about racing games as well like one of my like listen there's two racing games that i really like they're not really related at all but there's certain <laughs> reasons i love them one of them my first one is sonic riders is from the sonic franchise i know it sounds weird that's the last place you would expect yeah. this racing game yeah i'm, I'm surprised of the of that the name. game is from, <laughs> listen the game is from 2006 i was nine when it came out and i used to play it since i was nine i still play it mm. today and because honestly like it's they unintentionally i don't think they even expected it to be such a fun game but they unintentionally i think made it such a fun racing one of the most fun racing games i've ever played it's mm. basically involves hoverboard and i think that kind of explains my love of hoverboards and stuff like that <laughs> and um yeah honestly check it out like the feeling of the racing in that game and just playing and moving around and doing stuff is so just incredibly fun honestly mm. and the second game is a split second i don't know if you play that it's not your conventional normal racing game mm-hmm. <laughs> amazing graphics amazing controls but there's like uh not like mario but like there's traps alongside the map like when you drift and gain like power-ups and you and you store a lot of energy you can for example drop a barrel of explosive on your front opponent or a crane or a really powerful ones a huge ship just crashed down on their race and the course will change you know stuff like that while you know amazing stuff like that and the feeling of just movement in those two games are like they I can't exactly pinpoint what, but the, both games have really mastered a certain aspect of like a fun racing game. Mm. And I've never honestly seen a racing game that manages to capture like, you know, bunch of stuff together and put them together, you know? And that's yeah, one yeah. of the things that I wish to, you know, one day, you know, as you said, you had your like, you know, future projects and all stuff like that. That's one day I want to actually make that because that's just thinking about it, it just makes my brain explode. I love that. And but the problem is actually my idea for the game right now at I guess like just at the idea phase is that I totally deciding all right. But the thing is I don't want it to be like a hoverboard racing game or just like a, a Star Wars racing game or a car racing game or stuff like yeah. that, like even a red line type racing game. No 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 no. I want it to be this premise should be something that there's point A and point B and everyone's trying to get to point B by any means yeah. necessary like someone has a car mm. someone has a hoverboard someone's like octane from apex legends has enhanced <laughs> biomechanics and just injects chem into his quads and just running mm-hmm. fast and one funny fun aspect that i really love is that's in valorant with rays i don't know if you know that you can do a quick thing if you like throw your satchels you can actually glide and fly i don't know if you saw that like, no, I didn't saw it. It's a it's a common thing for race players. Like you know, you throw mm. your satchels. First, you throw your satchel. You go in front of it, then explode it, so it boosts you. Then you throw your second satchel and just boosts you so far, and then you're do your ult in area. So cool. Check it out. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there's some, and in my head, there's like a group of people, like three people, whose mm. vehicle is not a vehicle at all. In my mind, do you yeah, know? Yeah. Do you know how I envision them? How they move around from point A to point B? 
it's basically this like thing. right now what I'm imagining is like a piece of airplane, broken airplane wing, and they just throw bombs under it to propel them forward, kind of something <laughs> like that, you know? Yeah, yeah. Now, there's that. There's also a car, you know? Like, mm-hmm. but it's so when you think about this, like, it idea sounds cool, but in technicality, you don't know how to balance that, <laughs> you know? But those are yeah, the type that's... of stuff. Maybe as an animation, you could do that and get away with a lot of stuff. But for a game, that's a whole different story because you need to make it balanced in terms of both sensibility and also in terms of fun. Because you don't want to make it too realistic. You don't also want to make it too wacky. To you know. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but are you interested to do a game so? Yeah, hundred percent. If I could, yeah, I love games. Like, <laughs> honestly, like yeah, like that took me less than a second to answer that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I saw that. <laughs> uh, what one game that uh, you race game that uh, also matched your your two example of a racing game like uh, Sonic and uh, Split Second? Uh, uh, split Second, that's right. Yes, that's right? Split Second. Uh, I actually recommend you check it out. It's a fun racing game if you want to play one fun one. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah just type type it there mm-hmm. on Google so I have. A, view on it um, makes me think about the famous game uh, Burnout oh yeah Burnout I I think I've saw that as a Burnout and Dirt as well Burnout was crazy it's like you need to crash cars and mm-hmm. there is like slow motion gives you boost so every time you crash a, a car you have this this, this uh, rare high speed moment so uh, was really nervous and uh, cin- like cinematographic like Hollywood ex- car whirling around and stuff like that. so it was cool maybe not as crazy as uh, speed velocity because there is no like <laughs> plane falling but um, uh, definitely the, the same vibes I guess yeah definitely and honestly there are so many things you could do with settings like that like you know when it comes to racing games and I one of the things that I would love to see in the future is that right I mean as we go every generation of artists and just game designers like you especially even now the amount of like you know people think everything's been done usually you know and what i mean by that is you don't really see that much innovation when it comes to games or just media in general not just games even animation or even storytelling or series and what i really genuinely want to see in the future is that people just make new genres and you know just expand on the whole you know genres that is is still available you know like Mm -hmm. for example like I I cannot I think I forgot what I was gonna try to say Jesus, um like the thing like we were talking about like imagine an animation series you know like the like the one you mentioned like I wanted to work on just a whole series not just mm. you know an episode or a cinematic yeah I see I see yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, I, you know it's it's complex things to a complex complex choice to do. Uh, because just a cinematic like that cost millions already. Uh, so, <laughs> so when you think, okay, I'm gonna do like full episode, pe- people are gonna enjoy it. But those those millions gonna come back if you do that. That's you know a compl- difficult question to answer. And uh, yeah, so I guess if they are not doing it, is because uh, say say like shows it like i would say uh that it's not gonna be enough you know yet 
but uh, yeah it's like the arcane uh, arcane um uh, series uh they they spend millions on that you know millions on that so uh they they didn't count you know they just spend it spend it spend it spend it so it's not about making money it's about more than that it's about uh, uh getting into touching a new crowd and building uh ip spreading you know people that don't care about riot don't know even what riot is they know arcane arcane that it was the first goal <laughs> Yeah, and honestly, they did an amazing job. And I think, like, listen, everyone, like, one of the main comments I've seen on most Valorant, like, you know, cinematic videos on YouTube, everyone's literally, like, majority of comments is, like, why why won't just Riot make a whole, ser- or, like, Netflix series for Valorant just like they did for Arkane? Because it will sell, like, crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, like it, it has the yeah. potential. And here's the crazy thing. I think Riot's... But they already, of course, working on a lot of huge projects, like especially they're doing an MMO like World of Warcraft, they're doing a fighting game Project L. They're like, there's so many things they can do. And of course, you know, doing more stuff and more, uh, like, you know, series like, you know, Arcane, you know, as people say, mm-hmm. takes a lot of strategizing and planning and recruiting and just so many yeah. steps. But yeah, it's like a never ending well of like, you know, money right right now. And uh, yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. And uh, you know, they they are aiming to to be the the next uh, Disney. So it's not. Uh, yeah, it's big, but maybe I guess they can they can do it. Um, so for about uh, Valorant series, uh, I know that they are pushing Valorant a lot more uh, for this year, maybe next year too. Um, I. From what I understand, it's because they want to uh, make it more important into the uh, international um, championship, the world world championship, uh, esports, you know, into the esports. But it doesn't mean that a, a, a series would make sense or a movie would make sense because, like, League of Legends is really famous, but we don't have uh, anything about League of Legends yet and there is a lot of cinematics you know uh, but no movie no series so they did something new into that universe so maybe we can call it League of Legends uh, um, but see how much time it, it took you know so Arkane started six years ago so we we'll see, we we'll see. Yeah, exactly. And just a fun fact about like the Giants music video that I mentioned. That it's one of the things I will send you a link. You know, after the podcast, by the way. Like, no worries about that. Like, it was uploaded like a couple of years before Arkane, you know, got a like, release. You know, and mm. it was like I think four, five, six years before that. Yeah. And in the music video, there were Easter eggs of Arkane without even mentioning it. Oh. I think it was five <laughs> years later. Yes, actually. Uh, that's, that's wild. Is it, a, is it a giant or? Wait, let me let me actually do it, it right now. Let me actually do it. Is right it, now. Is it a rise? Rise? No, no, no. That's something else. Okay. Giants, Echo League. It's giant what? Giant. Uh, I think it's. Just, 
Oh, wait, I found it. Oh, it's True Damage Giants. Sorry. All right. I found oh, it. Oh, okay. 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 True right, Damage Giants. I found the link. I sent it to you on the same it was um it was uh, in 2D I guess uh the character was yes. in 2D yes but there were multiple yeah, like, of course I, I I I saw that one yeah ah, yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah of course of course I knew you wouldn't miss that <laughs> yeah yeah sure 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 ah it's been a long time that I didn't saw yeah. it yeah it's good to watch it again yeah 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 I, 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 yeah yeah of course oof one hundred eighty millions view. Okay, good. <laughs> they made a whole virtual oh, band yeah, out yeah. of JDA. I mean, that's just amazing marketing tactics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is uh, some uh, videos on 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 their uh, you know uh, marketing uh, process through music. There is good, uh, interesting video on that on uh, about that on YouTube. So definitely uh, check it out. Uh, it's really smart, yeah. Uh, but um, it, it <laughs> when people bring those music into parties, makes me mad, man. Why? Makes me mad because the vibes of those music doesn't really oh, yeah. <laughs> doesn't really fit with like. You, of course, at home with friends, yeah, you're dancing sure. on that. Of course, you're dancing on that. But in a party, it's really tough to. Oh yeah, you're right. Now that I can see damage. Actually, <laughs> you bring through damage in the party. Okay, okay, one or two. But sometimes people are like like yeah, they pull the whole album. Say, no, no, come come down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's a yeah. good for streams playlist, or you just want to like play like songs and while you're playing video games online or something. You know that's awesome. But for a, for a party that most people don't even play games in general, that. Mm, I don't yeah, want to be judgmental, but that's a bit, yeah, you're right. That doesn't match the vibe, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it happened like two or three times, like, and I was in a party, people like, like yeah, doing DJ and put that, they say, okay, cool, but uh, put some Bruno Mars there so we can do all this. <laughs> Just jump and wine. So, but yeah, but maybe I'm too old, I don't know. No, no, there's something actually true to what you said. Like, like in a, like it depends, of course, on the party and the vibe, but in general, when you're in a party and you just want to get on the dance, get, get drunk a little tipsy a little bit, then just go on the dance floor, you don't want to... Like they, they didn't direct the music necessarily for parties, so I think that's the main reason it doesn't really match the vibe. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think it's that, yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe, yeah, say... Yeah, maybe if you do that, it would be even... <laughs> even more crazy imagine a, a music video from uh, League of Legends universe uh, making it into clubs and <laughs> all party like uh, uh, Farrell music no I, be, well, no, I don't think amazing I, but I, I guess Riot can do like a music video of like the different heroes dancing and making a new song and that could be a party theme I don't know you know they can they can they can but as you said it's not really targeting mm. uh, this kind of party uh, so but if they do I think gonna gonna be a new step for the 20th um, anniversary of Riot or 15th anniversary like a, like, a, like a special milestone they could do that I mean that could be a good reason yeah you know? 
Yeah, that's a good idea, to be honest. <laughs> that could be a good idea. Like, it kind of fit with the new generation. You know, we are all yeah, playing games. And if we don't play game, we know the game. We know the universe. We kind of know car- some of characters. So, uh, with that many views, there is a lot of people that never touch the game. They don't know the character, but they know the, the music video. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. All right. Now we talked about a lot of, you know, bunch of, you know, the stuff we want to do, you know, we talked quite well, actually. And now I want to talk about, ask you about a certain question, which a lot of people find quite difficult. Maybe I shouldn't have said that. Uh, but don't worry. <laughs> let's see. Let's see. Who are your favorite artists and designers that have inspired you the most? And yes, I know artists are good with pictures and visuals, not names. I know you probably can't. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Prove me wrong. <laughs> but if that's not the case, who are some favorite artists and designers that have inspired you the most? I would say you're right. Uh, because I tend to forget the names. Uh, but when you say that, I have one name that came to my mind like directly. Uh, and it's one of the artists that make me say, okay, I can maybe I, I can do amazing background because he is doing it. I'm going I'm analyzing how he's doing it. Maybe I can I can do that. I can be amazing doing that. I, I'm not saying that I'm amazing like him, but um, it really changed my mind on that. So it's still like my reference <laughs> when we ask him that. And his name is uh, Pepper Blue. Uh, he's, he's a Korean. He's, oh, he's like annoying. J. Chill yeah. Park. Uh, and um Uh, uh, he, he, like this guy have a lot of stuff on the art Ooh, station yes but, this guy yeah I can tell you that it's uh, oh he posted almost everything you know like you can scroll 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 like like more than 100 stuff but I can tell you it's just half of what he have because he had a website uh, back in the day that was not low that was really slow because his website was in Korea so, uh, so I guess it was extremely slow uh but i spent like hours and hours just downloading <laughs> all this image and um it is everything so this guy is just uh a master to me uh but today i'm i'm really uh thrilled by uh, uh those famous artists uh, like florent lebrun Romain Joando, uh, uh, and all, all our friends. You know, this is, this is a circle so uh, of, of people. They all know each other. And uh, I really like what they are doing. I think they are... Uh, uh, for example, Florent Lebrun, Florent, Florent Lebrun is... Um, I think is the one that have the good balance between uh, uh, realistic and stylized so some of them are really photorealistic and they're really good at it but he is not trying to he's able to do it but he's always trying to uh make it a bit stylized and a, a bit 
painted, but I like this balance. So uh, from today artist, I will uh, name him. Uh, so yes, yeah, I can name a lot of other artists, but let's 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 say that. All right, fair enough. And um, all right, here's an interesting question, and uh, which is. You know, for anyone who might be interested in the same area of expertise that you're working on as, which is, of course, you know, working for backgrounds and animations and environments, concept art and stuff like that. All right, to those people, what advice and tip do you have for a good portfolio and resume and basically also the best way to break into the industry as someone who might not have, like, those connections and the only way that they can, like, you know, contact, like, a company is through just, you know, cold emailing, you know, or just contacting. Yeah, yeah. So to those people, what do you have to say? Uh, so, okay, there are several, several, several questions like how to break through and advice about portfolio. Uh, so the portfolio, of course, it's, uh, I mean, you, uh, you may have like uh, references like artists that you like, artists that you follow, uh, uh, your portfolio need to look a bit like them. So if you have 100, uh, <laughs> like paper blue, 100 painting, you don't need 100 painting, but you need like two, three, maybe five painting that have the same quality, the same level of detail maybe, but uh, that show that, okay, I can do like him. I can do the same. I'm able to do the same. So um, it would be a great challenge for you, but really convincing for people that mm, looking for skilled, skilled uh, background artist, for example. So uh, that's that's one of my advice. I think it's just really simple advice, um, but it's re- extremely efficient. Extremely efficient. I did it myself, so uh, and it help, helps me out a lot. And I learned a lot by, you know, challenging myself to, okay, I look at this environment. I really love it. I'm doing my own, but I need to have the same level of quality, the same level of, uh, you know, uh, final finalization. I would say. Uh, so by doing three, three, three or five pieces like that. You're gonna have no problem to convince people that you are able to, you are good enough. Um, for breaking through the industry, of course, this new portfolio gonna help you a lot. Sorry, wait. No worries, that all is fine. Uh, sorry. So, um. So, so breaking through, of course, this this new, even small portfolio gonna help you a lot. Uh, but you know, you said you talked about connection, uh, mailing industry. But I learned that um, without connection, it's gonna be tough to breaking in uh, true. Uh, some industry, for example, the old cinematic uh, studios, it's uh, it's uh, really important to talk to someone who is in or working on some of those projects because to be in, you need to be there at the right moment. 
or be available at the right moment. Because those studios, for example, uh, uh, the fashion picture, the MPC studio, the, all that doing like short, short uh, cinematic, they are start, they are starting, and when they are before they are starting, they are looking for people. So this in the short times they are looking for people, and uh, the first thing that are, that they are doing, of course, looking at the portfolio, but they are also uh, looking at recommendation. So if someone knows you and you say, okay, I can do that job, but uh, there is this guy, I'm talk, talking to him, he's good enough, he's free. Um, I can I give you your, his name, check if, if he's available or if he's good enough for what you need. Boom, you're in. But uh, it's not all about timing. For video game industry, it's not about timing, it's about you know uh, in, uh, the recruiting. But also recommendation is always the best way. Uh, uh, but easy, easy, very basic advice, emailing industry from the website, e- emailing the big studio from the website is not the most efficient way. It's better to find maybe one artist that are there or the art director that are there, for example. You talk to him on LinkedIn or you send in a mail. Uh, he's, he's more willing to answer a true answer like give you a transfer instead of your your name is in a bunch of other email and uh, human resource doesn't have the time to really look at your portfolio and say oh it's good enough say doing a lot of other stuff so maybe say I don't have time to do that but uh, yeah I think that's it all right awesome and what are you working on right now that you can tell us about? I mean, what kind of project is it? I mean, of course, I mean, there's always NDAs involved, but if that's not the case, you know, what are you doing right now? Um, so right now, of course, NDA, like you said, but it's, yeah, working on another Valorant project, um, working on uh, uh, refreshing my portfolio, uh, and and in uh, building like a personal project uh, that maybe a short movie or something like that because now I'm surround, surrounded by skidded people so I'm like hey maybe it's possible now <laughs> if I bring a good story maybe I can I can they're gonna join and we, we could do something really amazing with that uh, and um, to honest, I'm trying to have a, a right balance in my life because as, as I told you earlier, I was doing like two jobs at the same time. I went even to four projects at the same time, which is never again. <laughs> so right now I'm trying to have one project, focus on that, make it um, uh, be focused on that and, and make it look the best as possible. Uh, and taking care a bit more of my uh, um, of my uh, uh, way of living, like going to bed earlier, uh, waking earlier too, uh, doing sport, eating better. Uh, it's crazy that I'm saying that right now, <laughs> because like a few months ago I was like, I don't care about that. Let's work. You know, so, uh, but I was trying to just count down because I discovered that doing too many, many things at the same time, 
is not is is not always the best solution to go for go further. Yeah, definitely. And here's the trend I've been kind of noticing in like you know established artists like yourself is like I recently like you know I had episode 160. I had Laura Gallagher on. She's a she was a major. She's now like doing things for her YouTube channel and stuff like that. But she kind of also went through a lot of burnout as well. Like she overworked herself a lot, but now she's like now found a good balance in her life to you know take care of her health and all the other aspects of life and not just be work 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 and the thing that i noticed is that most artists that do want to get into the industry they're kind of hungry and they're, they're they want to like you know get that job and you know financial stability one when they don't have that they overwork themselves to death and i i, I relate to that i will do that as well because i want to get there as well I, I'm, I'm not lying you know i would be hypocrite if i would say you know no no i had everything figured out like and it's kind of sad but I mean, that's a true thing, because when you want to get that, when you don't have that stability, you will do anything to get that. And once you have that, then you realize, oh, wait, that was wrong. I should have also, like, you know, I, I could work out for 30 minutes every day. I could. But because you're mentally so occupied, you don't even think about it. You just want to work, work, work. Then when you're not working, you just want to chill and just relax, you know? So you don't want to work out on your chill and relax times, you know, usually, you know, or I don't do something else. And, uh, but yeah, but I've seen some rare cases where people who are like upcoming artists and they're hungry, but they're still, you know, take care of themselves, you know, they go to their, you know, they do their gym sessions, they do everything. And, you know, and that's actually what should actually be done. And I think everyone with, you know, good, you know, scheduling and programming can achieve that. But yeah, I'm, I'm gonna be honest. I'm too lazy to that. I, ju- I just rather over overwork myself time when I get the financial stability. I'll balance my life, you know, takes. I'm just being honest. Like, and I know that's not. I know that's kind of unrealistic, but you know, whatever. Uh, but I understand that. I understand that. Uh, uh, to be honest, I'm still fighting with what I just said. Uh, I'm not there yet. So because <clears throat> I for many years and till today, I'm still stressed about not doing something so because I, I, I have my main job in the studio and I was like maybe three evening a week plus the Sunday I was working on some stuff uh, I so for me it was like hey a, a second a second project at, at the same working on the project at the same time I can do it because I'm already doing extra extra hours so but at the end of the day, uh, at some point, when you're getting older, it's not the good way to go because you're not moving faster by doing that. And that's what I'm learning, but I'm still fighting with that way of thinking, to be honest. <laughs> um, every time I have a, a, a feel that I, I'm not uh, underwater, uh, I feel the need to take something, you know, take another project or start another, another something else instead of, instead of just chilling, you know, maybe read books, I don't know, you know, watch movies, just thing that fuels your inspiration and fuels you as a human being, just. Uh, so this, yeah, this, so I'm, lo- I'm still learning. I'm still trying to find the right balance. Um, 
but I definitely understand people that just want to work, want to take everything. And and in another conversation, I would say, take it all. Take it all. Everything that bring comes to you, if you feel that it's good, it can br- uh, bring you further, take it. So, uh, yeah. All right, awesome. And all right, here's an interesting question. What area beside the area you're working on right now would you be, would you be interested to explore and learn in the future? Like, um, given enough time and resources, imagine like everything was set and you could do anything. Like, of course, you kind of, I think, you know, during our conversation, you mentioned what you would like to do in the future, like your own personal project and stuff like that, or maybe go back to Muay Thai again. But aside from those, um, what other things do you have in your plans for the future? Um... <laughs> I guess it's still, I mean, I feel that I, I'm interested of doing many things, even if it's not into directly into, uh, into uh, art, related, related to art. But j- j- these are just thoughts. I know they're never going to happen. But things that I would be sad if I never realized it, I think, is I want to one day or maybe, yeah, soon uh, start a a school or something like that. So, uh, but not here in France, starting a school uh, on another continent uh, where the industry is not already uh, there yet and bring my experience my cognition some stuff that I know and and uh, create more people like me <laughs> so when they, when they see the movie or when they see something they say oh it's possible I can go there you know let's let's do it so that's uh, a, 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 like the visionary dream that I have <laughs> that's such an awesome thing to do and yeah I mean that's actually pretty doable, like because, I mean, I don't know which country do you have in mind. Uh, I have in mind like a country like Nigeria or Ghana or South Africa, maybe. Maybe. Cote d'Ivoire. Do I am I mispronouncing it? Cote d'Ivoire. I forgot the name. Like, wait. I know the name. I forgot the name in English, but I. It's kind of weird because I remember the name in French and Farsi, but I forgot the name in English. And I mean, and I mean, I think brutally, like mispronouncing the French one, Coute d'Alerie, stuff like that. This. Do you know Francis Ngannou? He's from there. I don't know if that makes sense. If that helps. Uh, <laughs> let me actually. Ghost. Wait. Let me. Did have, you say Costa? Larry. All right, I think everyone. Oh, wait, is it Cameroon? Oh, huh? oh, yeah, yeah, it's Cameroon. Maybe. Sorry, oh, okay, okay, yeah, could be cool, but I'm looking for an English speaking. Oh, yeah, definitely. That's yeah, and yeah, that's, 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 that's an idea, yeah, that's an idea. But <laughs> all the countries you mentioned, I mean, if you're if you, like right now, you're of course salaries in euros and you know, or I don't know, it's euro in France, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean that could 
pretty doable, you know, in countries that have bad economies like Middle East or Africa or stuff like that. I mean, or South America, you know, that that's mm. you can easily do that. And that's such a wonderful thing because you're making opportunities for aspiring artists. Like, you know, imagine you made a class and then a bunch of people enrolled in and among those people there's like you know one or two particular students who are like hardworking and are always emailing you questions and then <laughs> one of them like really stands out and then you just you know with that you actually create the opportunity for them to literally get out of their environment and make a better future for themselves i mean that's awesome like, honestly, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I applaud you for that like honestly yeah, yeah, and even you know, building an environment where they are, you know. Yeah, of course. They, so, uh, like a dream environment, like campus or something like that, you know, where everybody can, you know, uh, express themselves. And uh, yeah, I guess yeah, uh, many great things could come out from that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that sounds like a wonderful plan, and I'm looking forward to see where that how that goes actually. And um, all right, we've reached the final section and question of the podcast, which is another one of those tricky questions. All right, just hold on to your seats. All right, let me just ex- explain the situation like this. It's another scenario. All right, imagine you had a, only a couple of minutes. All right, a limited amount of time. All right, in that window of time. You could say anything, like imagine it's your last words, you know, kind of like, you know, like final words, right? I know, I know it sounds a bit dramatic and stupid, or sorry, but <laughs> the thing is, like, imagine in, those, in that window of time, you have the opportunity to say anything and express yourself to anyone who might be listening. And the people who are listening are anyone who might be listening to this podcast at any point of time in the future. Uh, it could be 10 weeks, it could be a month, it could be 10 years, it could be 50, 100 years. I mean, if the whole world didn't collapse or something <laughs> and the servers are intact. And yeah, in that situation, what do you have to say? Hmm. Hmm. Huh. Many things I could say, but. You should have prepared me for that question, so I could no, say something that's like that. That's the whole point. Best, you shouldn't be prepared for this. Quote. <laughs> no, the, the, but the, the first thing that I uh, uh, had in mind uh, was like, uh, it's not crazy, but was just never give up. <laughs> just never give up. So uh, there is always a way to get where you you uh, you want to be. So, if I if I can exp- uh, push that further, would say if your dream is to work on a project, be be sitting next to someone that you admire, or uh, be in a big studio because we are talking about art, so so that we are staying in the same uh, environment. Uh, all the all the direction that you you are taking can bring you there. So don't worry. Uh, if you're doing architecture, if you are doing comics, if you are doing doodle, on this, if you are doing uh, marketing stuff that are not related at all, you can end up exactly where you want to be. Uh, if but you need to never uh, lose that vision. So look at the top of the of, of the mountain and climb it. Step by step. 
Wow, that's actually such a good quote. Look at top of the mountain and yeah. take small steps by yeah. steps. That's actually really good. Yeah. So it's, it's like the fame. I, I don't think I don't know if it's famous, but it's, it's like uh, uh, to get to the to 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 climb the mountain. You need to to eat uh, climbing a, mo a mountain. Uh, uh, you can climb a mountain step by step, something like that. I know in French, but I'm trying to translate it correctly. Um, yeah, it's it's step step by step that you can climb a mountain, something like that. But it was a bit better earlier. <laughs> yeah. Could you also tell us the French version of it as well? Um, uh, C'est pas à pas que l'on gravit les montagnes. Hmm? Interesting. Interesting. So yeah, it's step by step that you yeah. we are climbing mountain mountains, which makes sense. So yeah. Also, I love the commentary by your chat while you were explaining. It's like as if the chat was explaining to the in their chat language whatever you're saying. It kind of <laughs> sounds like that, but yeah, that was awesome. And all right, thanks so much for coming by. It was Ooh. a real pleasure. And yeah. Where can people contact you if they had any questions? Is your Instagram okay? Uh, sorry, say that again. Uh, where can people contact you if they had any questions? Is your Instagram account okay if they just hit you at the end? Uh, yes, you can. All right, awesome. And, yeah, exactly. Sure, no problem. All right, and also, of course, you know, for anyone who wants to actually, you know, get in contact, you know, other than Instagram, you can always, you know, find his email in the art station about section of our station. And yes, that's about it. And yeah. as always, thanks so much for, for to anyone who tuned in and listened to this episode or watched it. I hope you really enjoyed it and learned uh, some stuff that I've kind of been questioning myself as well. It was it was kind of eye opening for me as well this episode, and I hope it was for you as well. And as always, if there's any comments or suggestions or just anything at all, leave them down in the comments or just send it to me personally. I'll, I there's no message I don't check, like legit. I don't. I have no life. I check everything, you know. So <laughs> send it my way, and that's about it. Again, thank you so much for coming by. It was a real pleasure. And till next episode, everyone. Take care. Stay safe. Bye. <laughs>